a podcast about the Rooster Teeth television program, Ruby. I said that wrong. I don't care. It's a, We're moving. What, I'm what Allison did you say Coffee. wrong? What did you say wrong? I yeah, think I said right Ruby. I thought I said Ruby, the show about Ruby. Oh, uh, you cut out I me mean, so I didn't hear anything. That's not wrong, so... We're talking about Ruby. I'm Allison underscore Coffee. <laughs> Nora, who are you? I'm Nora Blake. <laughs> And who's this mysterious third person? Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yep, it's me. Sorry, sorry to have uh, have intruded on your podcast, but you know, I heard it was good, so. It, <laughs> so did, yeah, who, I'm Benedict Cumberbatch. Who did and, you uh, hear that from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my my good friend, my good friend Curly, who is English, and we all know each other. That's how it is. Have you met the Queen? <laughs> yes, actually, we're best friends. We talk about what? What do, what do rich people talk about? iPhones. Tea? I don't know. Tree houses. <laughs> yes, iPhone tea tree houses. And and conquering India. Exactly, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I Benedict Cumberbatch am very invested in conquering India. Benedict Cumberbatch, thank you so much for taking time off of your Donkey Kong sixty four stream. <laughs> <laughs> This got way into your way fast, and I'm all about it. Oh. <laughs> okay, so uh, who are you? Today for we'll real? be talking about book three, oh. Fire episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone, Benedict Cumberbatch just left the room, so it's it's just me now. Hi, it's me, Curly. <laughs> I was here before. Was it? I was. Yeah. Was I on the last one? I think I was. We did one more between them. Oh, was there a that between we did one? The, okay, that was the one where we cool. read uh, Artemis Fowl fan fiction. We did cool. Artemis Fowl fan fiction. We did the Game Awards, and also, I guess, ah. we did the uh, episodes where they're in the log cabin. I'm hope yeah the log cabin. I remember. I remember that I wasn't going to be able to talk about those because they're very good. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty good episodes. We can just talk about them if we wanted to. I, yeah, I just I just remember watching them and I thought how great it is that the show is now confident enough that it can make its like its big dramatic tension that nobody can be bothered to do anything. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> they're all just lying on the floor of this basement trying to. Be bothered to not die and like wow, big mood. mood. Big <laughs> mood. And then that's the one with the with the dementors in it. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Um gosh. In in that episode there was like a bit where like I talked about how real uh like how real Crow's alcoholism is. And wow, yeah. it just got a bit realer again this it, week. It it sure does continue <laughs> to get realer. And by this week, I mean the last five weeks. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that Crow canonically has the most powerful semblance because it extended out of the show into the casting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be serious for a second. I'm going to be serious on this comedy podcast that we do for a second. Mm-hmm. I, I have talked briefly on the show before about Vic Mignogna being a total piece of shit. Uh <laughs> I did not know back then how far the piece of shitness extended. Um, yeah. It's fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that dude. Um, I won't... There are too many content warnings to, like, really get into it on the show, but, like, if 
if you care to look into, like, Vic Mignogna being a very bad person, that's a thing you could do. There are a lot of counts of it. Uh, I he think, is a homophobe and other things. I think we could we could safely say the word predator. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, be careful as you Google into that stuff if you care to. Otherwise, just homophobe and predator, and it makes it very weird to do a podcast about this show, but... Yeah. Here we are. You want to talk about the TV show? Let's talk about the TV show. <laughs> just, sorry, just just for my benefit, which bits of the TV show are we actually talking about here? How so many I, episodes? Good question. <laughs> I refreshed myself. As we were recording, there's a new episode that I have not seen. But, so, we're talking about episodes 8, 9, 10, and 11 of okay. the current Nora, season. Was it episode 11 that we watched last week? Yes, it was. Okay, cool. Just checking. <laughs> Luckily, episode 11 doesn't matter. Uh, oh, wait, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, Nothing happened in episode 11. How dare you? I remembered you? that nothing happened in episode 11 until the biggest thing happened in episode 11. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm Allie, sorry. We're, we're not friends anymore if you think nothing <laughs> happened in episode 11. How dare you? Come for okay. my whole life like that. I'm gonna. Can I do the the? Can I do Nora? Do you want to do like a recap, Mon? Fuck you. Because like, <laughs> I can do a recap, Mon, if you want. I'm not gonna <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Is that a Beyblade? Yes. That's a Beyblade. Yes. I, okay. That's cool. from my my Beyblade podcast, Bed Bath and Bionicle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beyblade and Bionicle. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read these Wikipedia summaries. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I messed up. It's not 8, 9, 10, 11. It's 7, seven 8, 9, 9 10, 10, 11. 11. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, what I thought. My, my notes start at 7. I, I should have taken notes, but then I stayed an extra two hours at work today instead of taking notes. Hell so. yeah. <laughs> Getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Make that money. So, according to Wikipedia, episode 7 starts with Cinder instructing Ruby... Nope. That's... <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. Uh, would Cinder you like- instructs Neo to kill Ruby in exchange for the relic of knowledge to regain Salem's favor. Meanwhile, Maria reveals she was she was a famous huntress called the Grim Reaper, but went into yeah. hiding when blinded in battle. Yeah. Ruby, a- <laughs> Ruby asks Maria to teach her about Silver Eyes as the group arrives in Argus, where they reunite with Jean's team at his sister Saffron's home. However. Jean reveals the Atlas military refuses to see them, leaving them stuck in the city. Also, Saffron is gay. Saffron, yeah. gay as shit. Hell yeah. That gave me, <laughs> gave me some serious life, because, like, the show's gay now. It's happening. The, it's just gay now. Yeah. Show, gay accelerationism gay. on my ruby. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you for giving me an episode title. Um, oh, you didn't You didn't want... Uh, Plenty more of those thir- to come, Ali. You didn't Sorry. want to use uh, Level 30 Cumberboss as the... That's the episode title for the import audio, because Level 30 Cumberboss is not in the episode, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> then cut out but that... But this bit is. No, cut out this bit so we don't spoil... Level 30 Cumberbots. Yeah, okay, yeah. Fair it's enough. the episode title. People will just see it anyway. Okay. <laughs> no, but in, anyway. Uh, so, the, I mean, gay, good, very good. But, like, dialing it back just a little bit to earlier on in the episode, I want to talk about how absolutely amazing the uh, the battle sequence with Cave- Calavera is. It's so it's good. So it's so good. It's extremely good. It's dark. It's dark in a way that I wasn't ready for. 
Yeah, so like the first thing that struck me about that scene is how you can tell that the the showrunners are getting antsy that they haven't added uh, like a new a new principal character with a, a cool as shit weapon because <laughs> because Calavera has magnet scythes. That she does pull a reverse. Her- so- she does a reverse Thor. <laughs> Yep, she does a reverse Thor. She pulls herself and the scythes all around. And then when she lands and, like, she silverized the giant bird to death, she Darth Mauls it. She fucking... <laughs> she fucking Darth uh, Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I believe what you mean to say is she Asajj Ventress's it because Darth Maul's lightsaber is always double-bladed, but Asajj Ventress's lightsabers do connect to each other and make a double-bladed saber. I'm sure if I knew that, that's what I would have said. I'm sure that if Star Wars was good and I gave a shit about it, that's what I would have said. I did not say that. I have very strong feelings about very specific parts of Star Wars. I just like antagonizing Nora. It's Um, not going to (laughs) work. This scene was also fun because there was like halfway through it is when I realized who we were focused on. Um, She's like, who is this new person? Is this like a... Maiden, who is this? And then I was like, oh, right, right it's yeah. Calavera, because she's got yeah. the skull aesthetic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. You see the skull motif on the sides gradually emerge over the course of the scene. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, I felt very proud of myself for realizing that the villain she fights in this scene um, is is a uh, the crocodile from Peter Pan. Oh, I thought you were going to say the thing that I was going to say next, which is that you're glad that you realized that the villain that she fights in this scene is Tracer. It's Tracer. (laughs) Also that. Is it the voice actor for Tracer? No, but she sounds the exact fucking same. She does. It's It's believable. It's just furry Tracer. (laughs) Is there another? I think there's another word for like furries with scales. It's a scaly. Okay. But like the, the joke works better if I say furry because that's the more common word. Yeah, okay. Not only is it definitely Tracer, but also, like, while she's trying to, you know, cut this woman's eyes out and kill her, she's like, these will be the last 30 seconds of your life. She gets a fucking (laughs) antique clock out of her pocket, winds it all the way up, and has superpowers until it runs out. Like, it's ridiculous. It's It's super good. good. I wish they didn't murder that character horrifically, because I (laughs) want her to be in the show. (laughs) Let me tell you about fan fiction. Also, yeah, that character was specifically introduced <laughs> for fanfic. Um, also, it is very funny to me how Calavera has just shrunk about three feet <laughs> in the like intervening years. That's what happens when you're old. You get small. It's just, it's just how it be. Uh, we're, we're, we're using Ventus rules. <laughs> what else? So, yeah, we also brushed past... Um, Cinder talking to Neo. There's not a ton of new stuff here other than just Neo and Cinder team up. And then and they don't show up for another Neo four episodes. back in the show. Fuck yeah. I love that she's back in the show. She's so good. Neo. I can't wait for her to show up in episode 13. She's the best. <laughs> also, is this the first episode where we see her wearing Torchwick's hat? Or no? I think no. we saw that in the last one. Okay. It was, it was when she fights. It was in her debut because she fights in the... The fight goes into the alleyway between her and Cinder, and then she... Oh, and then she picks the hat up afterwards. She, yeah. like, appears with the hat on at a certain ah, point okay. as a reminder of, like, hey, I don't talk, but remember Torchwick? He's fucking dead. <laughs> Editor's note, he's not fucking dead. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> this is <laughs> When you get teeth. eaten by the bird, it's fine. You'll, you'll be fine. 
This is Rooster Teeth, by the, the people who still are making Red versus Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Ruby's gonna end? Do you think, okay. Do you think The Simpsons or Red versus Blue will end first? Uh, the Simpsons. I think it's The Simpsons. <laughs> like, which is a scary thought. No, but like stuff on the internet just persists longer. It's like cockroaches. <laughs> which so which one will people what, be more? At abs- what uh, at what at what Patreon goal is? Are we doing Red versus Bluey? I <laughs> I can't remember. None, none, none. <laughs> as I Curly? as I posted in the export audio Discord today, if anyone tried to watch Red versus Blue with me, I would never speak to them again. <laughs> Curly, DM me. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they all, then like Calavera and Ruby have like kind of a conversation that's just kind of like cute and Calavera talks about how she's really just kind of given up on everything, but like it's fine. Yeah, she's real sad and like dejected about, and that's another another neat thing that she says, and this is actually like a really cool uh, like subtle visual storytelling thing that this show has not been doing for a very long time and I'm all about it doing it, is um... She says that she's like that you shouldn't be too that you shouldn't take her story too seriously because a lot of the a lot of you are clearly already stronger than I was, which is yeah. like. But then, as she says that, Yang is driving the the motorcycle, pulling the the trailer along, and she like looks wistful and sad about that, and that mm-hmm. that comes up in the next few episodes. It's good. It's real good. Is this the episode where Calavera murders Crow? Um, no, that's, I think, episode... Because they're in the cart, right? No, 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 yeah, this is the episode um, where Crow, <laughs> Crow <laughs> says, I always wanted to be like you, and she says, well, you are sad and pathetic, so you're well on your yes. way. Yes! <laughs> oh, that's so good. No, 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 no. She, says, she only talks about herself. She says, I'm nothing, like, nothing but a disappointment, so you're well on your way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> just the greatest. And we also get we also get Crow earnestly nerding out about meeting the Grim Reaper and like, oh wow, I designed my scythe weapon to be just like yours. I like that. God, it's a neat little thing that his character like. It's a side of that character that we haven't seen a lot. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Crow, good. Love Crow. Love He's having a yeah. rough one. It's good. It's going to get a lot harder to love Crow over the next few episodes. So yeah, <laughs> take it in yeah. while you can. <laughs> Um, so they get to Argus, um, and there's like, so they get to Argus and they meet with Sean, Nora, and Ren, and Hi. they're all basic, huh? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all basically like excited to see each other, blah, blah, blah. Weiss still wearing, just f- for the rest of this, is going to continue wearing um, Ruby's scarf, even though they're no longer <laughs> in the cold weather where she needs it. Um, I mean, remember, but, uh, Yang is wearing a bandage made from uh, Blake's uh, yep. clothes also. So. Yes. We've designated the bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Um, Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a few more episodes to uh, 
you know, build out this discussion, I think. Mm, I, might, I, mm, I might be wrong. I'm not sure. I think you might be wrong, but... I think I think the bottoms are the ones giving the clothes. That's, anyway, that's fair. Let's let's move on. <laughs> anyway, so Jean, Nora, and Ren are like, oh, hey, bad news. We've had a really hard time, like, getting the plane that we need to go to Atlas. Um, and it's like... Okay, this is all portrayed as, like, very funny and over the top, but it is the most understandable thing in the world to me because, like, three children just show up at this military base and are like, hi, we'd like a, we'd like to borrow a plane from the military? And the military is like, fuck no? What? Yeah, maybe not, actually. <laughs> um, but then we get kind of an annoying comedy character to, uh, represent all that <clears throat> we get a, f- a few annoying comedy characters to represent <laughs> this actually because <laughs> we get these like tweedledee and tweedledum grunts who like finish each other's sentences and are weird and then we've got um the general who's like i will be respected blah 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 and like has some beef with calavera because calavera like smuggled some peanuts on a plane one time or something yeah, yeah. This, we can, this, this whole bit is kind of weird. <laughs> we continue like Ruby Chibi infecting this show as just like Calavera just starts becoming a person who will just like pull a massive like five pound bag of peanuts out of nowhere or like um they're just like anime cutaways and it like zooms in real hard on Weiss's face or shit like that and it's like yeah a pretty nice little fun turn for the show I think but also I don't love anything with this military general (laughs) well so yeah so the military general appearing marks the start of episode eight right and uh, maybe yeah yeah and i think that at the beginning of that episode has like i think one of my favorite things about that episode is um you you, like they're building up the the introduction of this character and calavera's like oh i know the general here and they're they're like oh so is she your friend and she's like "Eh, not really And then they work through all of the, you know, acquaintance, you know, and, and eventually they get to enemy. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's and the then, one. <laughs> that's the one. And then so already that that's like it's a pretty good comic bit. And then yeah. uh, they finish it off with everyone's like, oh, great. The, the, the boss in charge is your enemy. And Calavera says, uh, don't worry about it. Maybe she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost it. That's so that funny. was pretty good. That was so pretty good. funny. Another thing, somewhere in 7 or 8, I get a little um, confused about which is which. Um, they go to Jean's sister's house? Yes. Yep. Jean's That's sister's so the, house. They go there for uh, the first time before they go to the military base, and then they go back there and actually have a chat about it afterwards. Yes. Um, and the big scenes right now in the house are... Um, one, just like everyone catching up with each other, uh, we mean. I feel like that's been happening a lot recently yeah. in Ruby. A lot of yeah. like characters who have new information meet the characters they've left behind, and then those characters get a whole episode of going, "Oh, I can't believe you didn't tell us." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, John. Uh, John. The walls are expensive. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, n- not only that, it takes Jean a real good long time to to realize he's about to beat the shit out of a child. Like, yeah, don't do that. Um, maybe don't be yeah. that. Don't be that Jean. So they they tell Team uh, Junior, I guess. Um, uh, um, 
Mm, I get. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They tell Team Juniper minus the P, um, that uh, about like what they saw from the lamp, and like Junior, like Jean, Jean, Nora, Ren are obviously like real fucking distraught about like. Hey, Ozpin has just been lying to us. Also, a lot. <laughs> Salem can't be killed. Also, yeah. Salem can't be killed. Yeah, that's a weird thing about these few episodes, actually, because they they definitely um they go with the idea that everyone is really dejected about the fact that Salem can't be killed. But it's only really mentioned like once, and we're kind of left to assume that that's what they're all super dejected about. And you know, it's it still works with uh-huh. that knowledge, but it's like I felt it, it went sort of weirdly undermentioned. I don't know. Maybe that's just Yeah. Me. Yeah. I mean there's like there's like an element of okay, they can just kind of skip past this because we already saw like Team Ruby process that information. Right, yeah. Um, Although there is there there is that like Crow is clearly still like not has over not that processed. Fact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Crow hasn't processed shit and he's not about to start now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why process when you have whiskey? <laughs> So yeah, Sean, upon learning all this, is just like, I'm going to beat up this child. <laughs> yep, he's, uh-huh. re- he's real close to beating up the child, and then I think it's Yang is like, why are you doing that? <laughs> he's a child. <laughs> and then Sean gets angry. Ren says, I think we should all take some take some space, and everyone agrees, and then they all do that. Sean has a bit of a point. A little bit of he a point? He does have a bit of a point. Yeah. He does have like, a bit of a point. Hey, how do you know that you're talking to Oscar and not... Ozpin. Yeah, that's like incredibly fair, I feel like. I see, I don't know. Like I I would agree with that except that I feel like at least to the the audience, the show has made it extremely clear who is talking at any given time. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's very fair to not trust Oscar, but like beating trying to beat no, the shit sure. out of him yeah. is not. Like he got punched by Crow. Uh-huh. That's that's enough. <laughs> I love Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love adults punching children. Um, so Ruby's Ruby's idea of taking some space is to go into the garden and have a chat with Calavera about Silver Eyes. Yeah. Um, I don't... And we find out that we find out that Calavera learned about her Silver Eyes from her father, who also had the Silver Eyes. So mm. there was like a community of them when Calavera was young, but. Her dad was not a hunter. No. Uh, yeah. That was like, I guess that like culturally hunters are sort of a newer thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what she said. Like she said she was one of the first people in her, you know, local place to even take the exam. Like, right. Like there were academies, but she didn't go to one mm-hmm. when yeah. she. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember her saying something along the lines of they were a pretty new thing. I want. Um, I want. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dive into the Ruby fanfic scene this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I just want to tell more stories about like the 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 academies and like the early academies. Let me tell you about this official ass fanfic I've bought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the manga? I want to read that. Yeah, so I bought three volumes of this. I think I mentioned this on another episode of Export. Um, is that like the first one has Ruby on the cover, and it's basically all just 
very soft Yuri fanfic about <laughs> Ruby and Weiss. <laughs> like, yes. it's basically just all that. And this is an official Rooster Teeth product. And then the second one has Weiss on the cover. The third one has Blake. I haven't read the Weiss and Blake ones yet. I don't know if the fourth exists yet. I don't know if they will continue after the Yang one. I don't know much. But there's... Oh, speaking of fucking speaking of official Rooster Teeth products, I, I I've made my peace with the fact that I did not need the uh, the the what's it the pink ruby like jumper that they sell on their website for the, the oh, you know it's got what? it's got Nora's name down the side, and then I saw <laughs> one of the commentators at Frosty this weekend wearing it, and I was like, oh no, I need this thing. I'm good. I'm I'm googling this. I'm on the roosterteeth.com slash store. Um, I'm going to talk about this TV show. I just closed my tab with my notes. Uh, no so that's... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm going to focus on the. Sh- I'm going to focus on the podcast and not buying <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, <laughs> what else? So there's like a, there's some like sage like cryptic wisdom that Calavera gives to Ruby, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, it's, it's been a uh, week since I've seen the episode. I think it's. I think it's going to be. Oh, it, it seems like thematically important. It's this idea that uh, the silver eyes don't. Uh, the silver eyes don't activate to destroy evil. They activate to protect life. Right. Like she can't. Right. She can't use the silver eyes out of rage. She can only use them out of compassion. You know, that's like. Yes. That's some real Goku shit. That's know? some real Ruby shit, honestly. Well, yeah, but, but also like, it's very Goku. <laughs> arch- arch- you know, like it's 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 an, as an anime archetype goes, it's like you know you can't. I love Kingdom Hearts. You, the people who are best at fighting don't like fighting. Mm-hmm. Yes, is where that's going. This, Except this, Goku also loves fighting. He just doesn't love it when it's serious. <laughs> this is why Ali hates you're about to, podcasts. Uh, you're about to, you're about to you're about to take take yourself and and me down a road that is bad and there is no coming back from and it's me talking about the themes of Dragon Ball Z because uh I have it turns out I have quite a lot of those thoughts but let's let's okay. cut that let's I not have, talk about that <laughs> I, I'll just this is all I'll say is that I had a moment where um I was I was legally acquiring anime this weekend uh-huh. I was just thinking like oh the here anime are some store. shows. And I'm gonna illegally Down the acquire them. Anime Emporium. Yeah, and uh, there was a moment where I stared at this like forty gig thing of just fucking all of Dragon Ball, all the Dragon Ball you could want, and I was like, I could just go down this road again. I could just become yeah. eight again, and I could just live in Dragon Ball. I'm not gonna do it right now, but like maybe sometime in 2019. <laughs> It's a good show. That's all it's I'll good, say for now. It's a good show. Anyway. Um, Stay tuned for our next, uh, after Oh My Godzilla, our next premiere uh, uh, or prestige podcast will be Curly. All Systems Goku. We'll be Ali and Curly talking about Dragon Ball. Uh, it's a good show. Anyway. It is a good show. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Ru- Ruby, like Goku, needs to... Well, yeah, like Goku, needs to fight to protect life rather than to destroy evil. That's that's yeah. that's cool. And that's I think that's probably, like, something that might get called up, you know, in a big thematic way at some point. Okay, Feels like it's okay. going somewhere. Yes. So then, the next thing that happens in the show is the saddest thing that's happened in the show in a very long time? Maybe ever? <laughs> which, which is that? Um... So they all come back inside, and Oscar is missing. Oh, yeah, he is. (laughs) And they all go out to find Oscar, and 
Jean finds something Ooh, else. That that doesn't happen for quite some time. That happens oh, at the doesn't? end of the next episode. Okay, okay. What am I missing? What am I missing? I'm gonna read. So the this next here. episode begins in Salem's Castle. Yes, with the scene yes. kids. We and- uh, we backfill some pathos for Emerald and Mercury. Yes. So I think the last time we talked, I predicted that Emerald is about to get like a redemption arc, and Mercury is not. I, yes, I, I like you, that you are very right. In this scene, Yuri Lowenthal is adamant about not being Sasuke. <laughs> I will not play this character again. I will not have a redemption arc. <laughs> um, and I based this entirely on the fact that we get like a reaction shot of Emerald when we do not get a reaction shot from Mercury, and I was right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Emerald you're, you're is about right. is definitely about to leave Salem, and Mercury is definitely about to just try to kick the shit out of her on her way out. Yep. I can't wait for Emerald to kill Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be really nice. That'll just I mean, be. She is the much better of the two, so I think yeah. we, we 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 do well out of this exchange, is what I'm saying. Well, and like we actually get like character for them which is yeah that's what i mean yeah it's 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 really good like it's it's cool for the show to take these characters that it's had kicking around since season two and just say like yeah these characters are about something now yeah emerald is like well i didn't have any family and cinder showed up and so i was here for cinder Cinder, you know what can i say (laughs) what can i say um cinder is my mom and also mommy maybe i should (laughs) cut that from the show no it's fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, listen sometimes you just attach to a person and then you're like hi i'm gonna follow you now <laughs> <laughs> yeah like a duckling emerald is like a duckling basically em- emerald is like a duckling so you know a lesbian and meanwhile mercury is just kind of like i like kicking things i'm gonna hang out with salem because i just love kicking people <laughs> I mean, yeah, he likes kicking people, but like, I don't know, like maybe I'm just a mark for this kind of story, but it works. I feel like it works oh, yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah. Like he, uh, <clears throat> you know, he his his dad was an assassin. His dad was like, you got to be an assassin. He was like, I don't want to be an assassin. So his dad beat the shit out of him. And then everything mm-hmm. he didn't do that was being an assassin was, you know, beaten out of him. And then his dad was like, your semblance is your semblance is for girls. I'm going to take it. And then he's lost his semblance now. That's something that we haven't really seen. The idea of someone having their unique magical power taken from them by someone else. And, oh, then, oh. and then he killed his dad. Yo, can we? Can I tell a work story real quick? Because you said it. the word for girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so today at work, I work at Starbucks. Uh, a gentleman came through the drive-thru and said... Um, yeah, I I need two or I need three cake pops. I need like two of the pink ones for the girls and one of the brown ones for the boy. And I was like, you know that. <laughs> I just told him I was like, you know that they all taste the same regardless of the gender of the kid. <laughs> it it wasn't like like I just told him like they all taste the same. Like just get your kids like whatever they want. Don't like fucking get pink fucking cake pops because your child like. <sighs> ah. <laughs> Hey, did you know that the abbreviation ah. for cake pops is cops? Wow. <laughs> Makes you think. No wonder they taste like bacon. I think maybe I wouldn't like Mercury's story like in isolation, but like as a foil for <clears throat> as a foil for Emerald where she like 
oh, I had a reason for being with Salem, and he's just like, I just like being evil. I like like the two playing off each other a lot. And what's really good about that is it sets up the fact that so at the moment, you know, Emerald wants to escape uh, Salem's castle so she can go and find her family, who to her is Cinder, right? But right. like. What we see is that Emerald and Mercury, they really are two sides of Cinder. Like, Cinder clearly has an agenda and some emotional attachment to what she's trying to do. But also, she really is here to just do a lot of killing and stuff, like Mercury is. Yeah. So, I think what is pretty clearly being set up here is that Emerald is going to go to Cinder, uh, and Cinder is just going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah, Cinder is going to be like, no, I want to go back to Salem. <laughs> No, yeah. Cinder or, will know. have her arc. She will be a, have a redemption arc. Maybe, she, maybe. I'm not. I'm not saying she maybe won't. Emerald will be a part of that redemption arc. It'll happen yeah. in Ruby season twelve. <laughs> God. <laughs> but here's the thing that I think uh, is being a little bit glossed over here, is that yes, um, Mercury is like, oh, I love being a dick and kicking people, but even Mercury doesn't like Tyrion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyrion, no one likes this. <laughs> Tyrion is even worse. Yeah, that's great. That is really great. I was listening. I was listening to this advice podcast, and they had someone write in, and like, there's like this person at the office who like always complains because like, there's one person who buys another person at the office coffee. And then this third person at the office is like, why don't you ever buy me coffee? I want coffee. Tyrion is just like the one person at the office who no one fucking likes. Who's like, <laughs> I want to be included. Why is no one including me? Okay, but here's the thing about Tyrion. Tyrion owns? Like, the thing about oh. Tyrion is Tyrion holds up a mirror to everything else that is going on in Salem's castle. Like, uh -huh. the reason that Mercury gets mad at Tyrion and starts trying to kick the shit out of him and fails is because cause Tyrion says, you can't expect there to be a reason for, you know, working for the ev immortal queen of evil. You just mm -hmm. have to try and enjoy it. And Mercury's yeah. like, hey, man, don't tell me what to do. And, you know, Tyrion bodies him. Uh <laughs> Allie and I, I had a conversation about this as we were watching the show, uh, or maybe this was you, Curly? I don't know who I uh, talked to possibly. about this, but Tyrion's eyes, are, or Mercury's eyes, are gray, and it's very close yeah, to silver. Yeah, no, you and I talked about this. There was, like, a moment where, like, Tyrion is kicking the crap out of him, and I was like, oh, wait, does, does Mercury have silver eyes? And according to the wiki, he has gray eyes, but, like... <laughs> They could pull that well, card yeah, they'll any be, day. They could. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be, I mean, they'll be Mercury eyes, right? Maybe they'll turn out to be silver, but like it, yeah. it's, it's in keeping with his color name. Oh, duh, yeah. the metal. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> no, yeah. I was thinking the red planet. That's not, that's not Mercury, that's, is it? That's Mars. That's, that's generally Mars. I mean, Mercury is not, not, not red, but you know, Mars is It's the really red hot, planet. so it's probably red. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's um, very fast. It's three times faster than the average planet. <laughs> anyway. I can't believe Allie of all people didn't laugh at that. <laughs> Just fucking silence. <laughs> Alright. Um Top ten anime betrayals. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yes. So after after the castle yeah, scene, so then we, then we get, cut back to Joan in the garden. This is yeah. a, this is the episode that I thought was going to end like four times before it finally ends. I'm remembering, which is why <laughs> I got lost in it. Um. So Jean is out lis- looking for Oscar. Um. They split up. Oscar or Jean Jean goes to look in this park, and instead of finding Oscar, finds a statue of Pira because this was her hometown. And um it's sad. It's sad. It's sad a little, up until a little fall leaf blows through the park. <laughs> it's sad up until they do a close up on the PS1 model that is the statue. Yeah. It's not a great texture. <laughs> yeah, like so much of this show looks really good and then that statue just kind of didn't. Yeah. Uh, they look pretty good to me, but I, I don't know. I like I I think I talked about this uh with you like the other week Nora. like this scene really worked for me. I did oh, not yeah. expect it's it really to at good. all. Like, I, am, really good. I am the I am the career Jean disliker. Like even even now, I, I dislike that character for this show. But this scene was really really good. It was the best his character's like pathos has ever ever been. I think so too. Um, and then they like they pulled like a cheap trick that like totally worked mm. on me. Yeah, which is that uh, also at the statue is Pira's sister, who has Pira's voice actress. <laughs> yep. She's just back in the show for a minute, and like her and Jean have a conversation about like what she meant to them, and like Pira's sense of duty, and how like she died doing like the thing she thought was right. And it's so this sad. is this is this is why this scene works so well for me because like this is this is like a if if you're annoyed with how Jean has reacted to anyone else ever talking about Pira. Which is by, you know, yelling about how sad he is about the whole thing, which is understandable, but maybe not the best way to, you know, express your grief. Like, this is like a test for Jean, because there's someone who knew Pira better than he did. And, Uh like, he has every opportunity to say, you know, I knew her so well. She meant so much to me. I was, you know, I was with her, you know, in her last, last, you know, days. He doesn't say any of that. He just yeah. lets it happen. He just doesn't. He doesn't insert himself into it. He lets it be yeah. about what she lost, not what he lost. Yeah. And then he uses his position to comfort other people rather yeah. than screaming about how he needs to be comforted. Just, it's really, really good. Just he's like, the healer just, now. Just like how his semblance works. Damn, makes you think. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? This scene is better than. What? The entire existence of uh, 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 Iroh from Legend of Korra. <laughs> <laughs> you, mean, you mean new Iroh, not old Iroh. I mean Iroh Jr., voiced by Dante Bosco. Yeah, yes. Also, yeah, I did just have a moment of like, oh, cool, I'm glad Rooster Teeth is going to continue cutting that actress a paycheck. Like, I knew they were <laughs> yeah. for Ruby Chibi. I'm glad, like... Because she's the only person who's been meaningfully killed off besides Penny, and like Penny will show back up at show point at some point. And also, like, you can't you can't keep saying this. It hurts me. Isn't Penny voiced by the same voice actor who plays Ruby? Is that true? I that don't, sounds entirely possible to me. I don't, me. Know, I don't know, know that. I felt like Penny was another character also, but I could be wrong. 
Supercomputer, I'm, go. I'm Googling. Uh, Thanks, we may not meet another Penny, but we will meet her new sister, Nikki. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Penny's sister, yeah. Who is a dime? No, Nikki. <laughs> like a nickel. No, no, no. I, okay, so dime is like slang for very hot. In what country? Because she's a 10 out of 10. What? In rap? In rap music? <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the Ruby Wiki like makes it very hard to find out who someone's voice actor is. It should be no, in the additional not. information under their character bio. Yeah, it is. And uh, I was wrong. Taylor I mean, McCoy. I don't know okay, that. Yeah. What? Oh, I don't know but that fun the fact. Um, <laughs> the destroyed character model of Penny from PvP and Battle of Beacon was built by the voice actor herself. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's like, yeah, pack up your desk, but, like, very graphically, you know, symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, you're right. Like, people who have been killed in Ruby amounts to about three people. Yeah. Four if you count Tracer. <laughs> 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 Like, fucking rip. Like, we have Penny. So we have Pira, Pira Penny, General Leo, whatever the, you know, the. the oh, right. The Prime Minister of, of Furry School. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, Tor- Torchwick? Yeah, Torchwick. I, I, I am gonna stake my reputation as a, a newbie guest and say that Torchwick <laughs> is not coming back. Torchwick is as dead as Darth Maul was at the end of Phantom Menace, which means, yeah, they could bring him back, but he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's for real on. dead. Um, in the chat, I have posted uh, mm-hmm. a uh, you can buy Ren's apron. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Didn't you know this? Says, I, I assumed you know this. this. I have never looked at Rooster Teeth merchandise because you also have to buy like you have to look at terrible Camp Camp merch, which I couldn't. I don't want. Uh, do sometimes that. when isn't, I was still getting ads for the show, it would just be like, "Hey, Ruby merchandise," and you can just get it filtered. Isn't Camp Camp like a kids show? No, it's like supposed to be a kids. Like it looks like a kids show, but it's like adult humor. Yeah, it's an it's an internet kids show, which means that they only mm. say two slurs an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, and then, and then, like, after, so, Jean has this conversation with Pira's sister, um, and then Ren and Nora show up and also have a moment of, like, oh, wow, look at the statue of of Pira. <laughs> also, of Pira's Nora. sister vanishes in silence. Does a fucking happens. Batman. She was a ghost, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> John is some Commissioner Gordon ass. <laughs> maybe that's her semblance, is she has maybe, the ability to, to turn into a fall leaf. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then they go home, and, like, Oscar was just, like, out buying clothes. Like, he was just like, oh, I was stressed, so I, like, I finally got a costume. <laughs> Which was nice, because literally... Like, 30 minutes earlier as we were watching episodes, I had said to Nora, like, I hope he gets a costume someday. Like, he is just kind of wearing rags, and it kind of... Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the kid. And he's he's serving fucking looks. That's a good costume. <laughs> it's a Hell good yeah. fucking costume. Also, it's mentioned, I think, in this episode where they have a... Is this the one where they have a conversation with, with Oscar? Mm-hmm. I think that might be the start of the next episode. Uh, I think yeah. that's it. I think that's it. 
I think this episode ends with them going back and then Oscar's... Oh, no, wait, no, maybe it is now. Yeah, I think, yeah, sorry. Yeah, because this was like... I thought it was going to end with Nora and Ren seeing the statue, and then I thought it was going to end with Oscar's new costume, and no, it still keeps going, and there's one more scene. There's a line where yeah. Oscar is like, I don't know how yep. much longer I'm going to be me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Some Roxas feelings over here. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I love Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> But like it's 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 even weirder than Kingdom Hearts because at least in Kingdom Hearts when uh, I'm slowly coming to terms with the fact that I actually know way more about Kingdom Hearts than I thought. This is this is a weird uh-huh. thing that happened to me in the last week. Mm-hmm. But it turns out I actually Fucking know a lot about this us. game. Join but, us. Uh, like in in that at least from what I remember of that game, the people who gradually turn into other people at least come to a sort of amicable understanding with the people they or turn into. They are killed. <laughs> or they're kid- yeah, or it's or it's like violent. Whereas in this case, Oscar is going. Uh, Oscar is going to decay into a person everyone hates. Yes, yeah. that's, that's wild. At some point, this immortal asshole is just going to be him, and he doesn't get a choice in that. <laughs> it does like explicitly say like, oh, those other people that Ospin like was, oh, those other people that Ospin cuckolded. You know, those people. Hey, hey now. Hey now. <laughs> I know, I had to say Don't... it. Now I'm, I'm going to go back to doing the podcast. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, all those other people, like the, the people from the intro that Ozpin was, they're gone. Yeah. 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 Sucked yeah. up. And then, but like, I guess um, we don't know if there's an extent to which those people changed how he is. Because he's definitely a different person to the person, you know, who he was right at the beginning in the flashback episode, right? But, like, is, yeah. that, is that because of, be, of like, the person whose head he's in? Or is that just, like, oh, I got owned by Salem in, right, in yeah. season three? I wonder, I wonder if there's, like, a, there's, like, a turn where, like, Ozpin realizes oh, hey, I've been burying all these other people and, like, maybe we can all be me instead of me just asserting my dominance and, like... Yeah, democratize intermortal <laughs> sorcerers. consciousness? Yeah. <laughs> what, um, if, what if Ozpin's various consciousnesses were stored on a distributed data service like the blockchain? <laughs> okay, but what if, what if they used... Okay, here's a question. Here's a wild question. Uh, remember the machine? Oh, no. Remember the machine? Oh, no. Remember the Nort machine underneath Beacon? <laughs> uh huh. Is there a way? Oh, do I? To pull Ozpin out of Oscar and move him somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> what? Put him in that like dead fall maiden's body, like? Well, well, like we could put, we could make another penny, like type android that can hold an an aura. Which also, did they put the aura in Penny from like another person, or is it synthetic? I don't remember. Don't at me. But like, they could make a <laughs> robot body and put Ozpin in that. Maybe separate him from Oscar. There's a okay. Yeah, maybe. There's a very good recent issue of Hulk. Where, um, the, so some scientists get the Hulk and they chop him up and they put him in like five different jars and then the Hulk fuses together from the five different jars 
And like, he becomes the Hulk from inside the jars. Anyway, I can't stop imagining this happening to Ozpin, where like, he's <laughs> <laughs> just putting Ozpin in jars, and then he just like reasserts himself somehow. Uh-huh. And I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Here's the, here's the thing. After uh, after they deal with all four relics, they're going to fight Salem, and they're going to teach her the meaning of life, and then she will lose her immortality, as per the myth. Then mm-hmm. they're yes. going to turn around and they're going to kick God's ass, and <laughs> yeah. that's when like, Ruby can end. Yeah. Oh, okay. To defeat to defeat God, you need a, a combination of silver eyes and like intense gay energy. Like only only <laughs> right. combining the two can defeat God. It's true. Um, gosh, we are still we are not there yet. Um, in this episode, well, it's gonna get what easier you here in a bit because the last episode we talk about is a fight scene. Yeah. So after two the, fight scenes, two fight scenes. Uh, so after the conversation with oscar and his new duds and his i don't know how long i get to be me um we then have like okay we need to get to atlas somehow they're not gonna let us go to atlas um what do we do and they're like oh i know we fucking steal the plane we just steal it hell yeah fuck the cops (laughs) fuck cops um and crow is like I'm too depressed to steal a plane. Also, <laughs> also, while they were looking for Oscar, like Crow just started drinking and then just like washes up on their doorstep, like drunk. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's yeah. it's rough. It's like a rough thing to look at. Is this a season where Crow dies? Do you think? Uh, nah. nah, I think I this think, is a. Se- I, think- I think this is a season where they're about to fake you out and then like. Ruby finally breaks through to him and he like saves his life instead of just giving up and letting someone kill him. But then I think but I think Crow's taken a hit. But but then after, like like he will have his moment of like oh maybe I can like do this after all and then he will be impromptu killed by a uh, uh, like Tyrion or something out of nowhere right as he was about to start on his new journey. I don't think so. You don't think they'd be that mean? I would love if they wrote Vic Mignogna out of the show, but like whatever. <laughs> but they still yeah, can. Like, I don't know. I'm torn between my contempt for Vic Mignogna and my love my for love Crow. Of- yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if like I watched Full Metal Alchemist last year, knowing that like he's a gigantic homophobe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like God. Um. But I yeah, should legally so this, acquire that manga. <laughs> this episode ends with uh, them uh, them agreeing to steal the, the the airship, whether Crow helps them or not. And they also yeah, get and Ruby just is like, Ruby is like, I am sick of your shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, and the the really funny thing about this bit is that you know, as ever, Ruby speaks for everyone, and uh-huh. Crow is like stunned to see you know everyone united against him because he hadn't really noticed everyone organizing against him while all this was happening. But then we also get a reaction shot from everyone, like every single person's face. Yeah. It's yeah. just a really reaction <laughs> shot. And this is like, you know, 10 plus people at this uh-huh. point. <laughs> the cast it's really is good. really, it's really good. spinning up. 
Mm. It takes uh, a long time. Time, but time it's to good. time to start trimming. I think. Maybe I don't know. You think we get one character death every three seasons? I don't know. Stop doing this. <laughs> Stop cursing these poor children. <laughs> Haven't they been through enough? No, clearly they're gonna they're gonna kill Yang. They're not gonna Look, kill Yang. I will. Gonna... I will. I will do something I'll regret if they kill Yang. Okay. <laughs> I will angrily tweet at Rooster Teeth, which I will regret. I will. I will drive to the office. <laughs> Listen. Rooster Teeth is in Texas, y'all. It's like an hour away from me. <laughs> well then, um, a special episode of the podcast <laughs> where I we should... just go and start hooting at Rooster Teeth should... offices. <laughs> I should go to the fucking convention. There's a Rooster Teeth convention. Yeah, oh, yeah RTX. RTX. God, I remember going to Acon once, and I think it was like 2013. Because the Ruby was about to premiere later that year, and they were revealing the yellow trailer for the first time. And wow. the line to get into that auditorium was like like nothing I've ever seen before. Like lines to get into Black Friday at Toys R Us, not as long as the line to get into the yellow trailer <laughs> at, at Akon. I mean, mood. Those are my people. <laughs> you will not be lonely here. <laughs> and yeah, they fucking steal this plane. So that's another thing. So the the so they steal the plane, right? And I was saying, you know, yeah, fuck the cops. This is something that we sort of glossed over, I think, as we talk we because we didn't really want to talk about the these two these this uh this character this uh you know. This military general character. Yeah. It's because, like, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think the show does it, like, badly or anything, but she calls on some really quite uncomfortable coding in (laughs) the things that she says. Like, she she calls Blake one of uh, Weiss's friends of questionable character. Like, Uh uh-huh. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then it sort of emerges over the... Oh, sorry, you go. What? Sorry, you go. I was just going to say that, like, the themes around borders are an interesting topic to to breach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, and her whole deal is, like, I'm going to get respected by, you know, General Ironwood, and, like, I will, like, scare the people of Argus into respecting me by, like, driving this big fucking mech around, and, like... It is is not great. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, "Oh, I'm going to make these people respect me. I'm going to make them. I'm going to make them thankful for the things that are like are you know the uh, at the Atlas military has done for them." And it's like, it's very, very clearly colonialism. Like, it's, uh-huh. it's very, very explicitly calling on that in a way that I kind of didn't expect them to. But I think mm-hmm. it mostly works. Yeah, I don't love the character, but like. That specifically is like, oh, they're like intentionally doing this. And like, I think like the intentionality of it helps. I just don't like the character. Like, I don't think the character's like any fun to have on screen. Yeah. And I don't like like, the mech design of the mech she pilots around. And that doesn't help. Yeah. The the mech sucks, actually. It's a bad mech. I'm a mech liker. And I think this mech sucks. It's also like. Y'all are making a mech show, and you did a you put the bad mech in the non mech show. I get it, right? But like, yeah, 
we we've got this, this the, all these mechs in every every single episode pre-roll because the ads are integrated into the video file now. But still, uh-huh. <laughs> bad mechs, bad mechs. And also, um, like the mechs that we've had since season one of Ruby look better than this mech. I am right, exactly. The the Atlas mechs from season one look look pretty cool, and this yeah. one does not for some reason. But yeah, they the the thing I will say is like. It's been a while since this show has just done a scene, a, a, an episode that's just a fight scene, and, like, I'm into that. Like, the fight choreography is still very good. It's still very nice to just see everyone work together. But also, there's another fight happening. Gonna, yeah, I was going to say, we There's another fight ahead. happening, which is the good fight. <laughs> also the bad fight. <laughs> also the bad fight. So as part of this as part of this plan to steal the the airship they need to knock down uh, Atlas communications so when they steal the airship air traffic control can't be like why is that airship there shoot it the fuck down and to do this Blake is going to sneak into the radio tower and uh, disa- disable the the communications because quote uh Yang says you know I want to come I want to come and help you and Blake says don't worry stealth isn't your strong suit and then we again we get this wistful dejected look from Yang like I'm not I'm not I, she you know, she feels like helpless and and like she can't uh she can't like contribute in a meaningful way she feels like she can't defend herself or her friends mm-hmm. which is like a thing that is emerging because uh, it was also something that they touched on in episode one of the one of the apathy episodes in the mm-hmm. in the the sad house where Blake was like, don't worry, I'll protect you. And Yang was like, what do you mean? That's not what I want at all. Yeah. <sighs> They're gay as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're also, so fucking gay. Like, stealth isn't your strong suit? Like... Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna <laughs> run in here, disable this, and run back. No, but, and, like, but like, Yang, you're not subtle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're gay as shit. <laughs> 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 but yeah like you know it makes it makes it in context it makes sense where where yang goes things explode yeah yang you know <laughs> she she yells and makes things explode which you know mm. mood i'm for yeah. it but yeah that's not necessarily so good for an infiltration mission no or is it i suppose we'll find out <laughs> well you know who so- else has infiltrated the mission well, I was just going to say, before we get to that bit, the only other thing I wanted to mention in this episode is that we get a really, really good cut in with uh, when once the because the communications don't go down when they expected to, and uh, they find the airship that they that's been stolen. The air traffic control is like, "What are you doing? You you can't be doing this with the the airship. We're going to shoot you down." They're like, "What's what's Blake doing? What's going on?" And before we cut back to Blake, uh, the the general. Is like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an example of them. She uses the phrase, "I'm gonna make an example of them." So she's clearly uh-huh. implying that she's gonna murder these civilians <laughs> who have stolen this airship. And oh, yeah. one of the guys <laughs> next to her fucking loses his shit. He's like, "Oh my god, yeah, you were gonna make an example of them." It's like, holy shit, <laughs> it's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> the cops will god, always be willing to just go for it. Exactly. <laughs> The episode ends with, um, like, Blake's scroll being broken, and she's, like, fighting someone, and uh, it turns out Adam's here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the worst, because Adam is just like, oh, yeah, I have been following you. Like, I've just been following you. 
this whole time. And, like, I don't really understand how that works mechanically, because, like, surely they would have seen him in that fucking log cabin, but, like... No, he was... Uh, that's alright, they were, they were busy being apathetic and gay in the log cabin, so they didn't notice him. Uh, you know what? If okay. anyone was, like, too unwilling to stop that, like, the apathy couldn't slow them down, I feel like Adam would be, like... Oh, what, you think Adam is so determined he could get through I the think apathy that, field? I think that, like, where the things that motivate Team Ruby in the face of the apathy are their positive emotions. The thing that motivates right. Adam uh-huh. is another negative emotion. Right. Which the Grim are all like, about. That's what I kind of like about, you know, it's limited to things that I like about Adam being in the show. But, like, one of the things I do like about Adam being in the show is that he offers a really, like, interesting... Uh, counterpoint to Salem's ideology because like Salem she hates all life she wants to extinguish life because you know it sucks and has been shitty for her whereas like Adam uh, Adam's like his his uh, his ideology is much messier he's just like is angry and wants to hurt everyone you know yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's, and it's neat that they've got that I think like this is this has been a part of his character for a very long time but like this is like the most direct they've ever been about it, where, like, Adam is, like, using, like, phrases that, like... Like, the way Adam talks to Blake throughout this is, like, words that if, like, someone said this to you, I'd say, like, we need to get you to a women's shelter or something. Right, like, it's, exactly. Like, like it's, it's definitely explicitly abuser language. Like, it's mm-hmm. scary the way he talks to her, and it's upsetting. He's, and he, He's, like, he's like, constantly yeah, he, blaming her for making him do the things he's done. Like, you know, uh-huh. if you hadn't come into my life, not only would your life be a lot better, my life would be a lot better. We deserve each other. He stalked her you know, across an entire stuff. fucking continent? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, like, and waited for her to be alone to, like, confront her. Like, and, like, I think it's actually, like, a, like, a really good, like, just, like, in the way fantasy can do of just, like, putting, like, this really, like, terrible thing on screen and elevating it ever so slightly because now they both have swords and just, like, (laughs) being honest about what abuse looks like and just, like, ooh, it's bad. I also appreciate how Adam is a, like, foil to Blake and Yang at the same time. Yeah. Where like yeah. right. Cuz he's hurt both so, yeah. of them. But yeah, and like yeah. remember there was the arc where Blake was being obsessive. Started to get obsessive about like the White Fang and yeah, yeah. and like overworking herself and not sleeping and Adam seems like he's doing that now. Um Yeah, and, yeah. And then we also have his semblance, which works very similarly to, to Blake's not Blake's. To Yang's. Yang. I said yeah. Yang's. I said Blake because I see myself in Yang and my name is Blake. <laughs> I see. Uh, the, Easy mistake to make. Yeah. Um It's similar except that he doesn't have to like actually expose himself to the pain. Like right. it, he can dish damage back out in the same way she can, but like he has to deflect it to do that. Like he has to like deflect blame onto others. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. To- so we're bringing the we're bringing the comparisons into Yang uh, to Yang here, and I just want to dial it back because Yang does end up on the scene, but she does it in the coolest way possible. Yes. Uh-huh. As we've established, <laughs> as we've established, stealth is not her strong suit. So. 
She we, uses we have her this projectile. fight. We have this fight between. We have this fight between Adam and Blake. Blake is losing. She wasn't ready for this. Like there are uh, Atlas guards everywhere. They're shooting at her, and then Adam is also here trying to stab her to death. So Blake is losing. She starts like her weapon gets damaged. She uh, has to take her coat off to, to like move faster and stuff like that. And Adam says, "Why are you running? What are mm-hmm. you doing? There's nowhere for you to go." And like she doesn't say anything. But Blake, like, gives him a look, and you hear motorcycle revving in the background, (laughs) and it's the best shit in the world, because the next thing anyone knows, Yang drives the motorcycle off the cliff into Adam's face, and it's like... so fucking good! (sighs) And a shout-out to um, that motorcycle, which is named Bumblebee, which is also the Hmm. name, uh, the ship name for... Weiss, uh, not Weiss, uh, for Blake and <laughs> for Blake and Yang. So makes you think. Makes you think, huh? <sighs> and then the fucking like press F to pay respects to the fucking motorcycle just lands in the fucking river. It's gone. <laughs> we got to get a new motorcycle next season, I guess, because that. F- <laughs> no, it's okay. She has uh, she has Blake now. <laughs> So uh, this scene, That's the this podcast. scene owns. <laughs> We're just cutting it and printing it there. Fair enough, you know. Fair enough. You got you to realize when you've you've you've, you've peaked. Uh, but uh, I was going to yeah. say this scene is amazing because, uh, as you may have noticed if you've listened to me talk for at least five minutes on this podcast, bit of a bit of a bit of a Yang liker. So uh-huh. when I saw that episode, I thought, huh, a lot of this fight choreography looks kind of sick, looks kind of familiar. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yang attacks Adam using the exact same, you know, lunging strike that she did the, at the end of season three. And Adam goes oh. to do the same thing. Oh. But, but Yang is ready for it. And it, like, rather than going all the way in and getting you know, punished for it. She preempts his counter-strike with her metal arm, bounces off and renews her attack. It's very good. It's I very do, good. There's also- I do love how you dipped into fighting language mm-hmm. there for a minute, fighting game language there for a minute of like... It's it's the only lens through which I can understand the world. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but also there's a bit where she like rushes up on him and then uses her like rocket uh, gauntlets to like pivot to the side to dodge a blow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's right. so good. And so <laughs> over the course of this fight she learns about how Adam's semblance works and how it works a lot like hers, but instead of him having to take the damage to dish it back out, he can just store it in his sword and dish it back out. Uh-huh. Which I think is maybe some kind of symbolic thing they're going for, which is that like Yang actually, you know, feels and processes her yeah. damage and grief whereas yeah, uh, whereas uh Adam just externalizes it all, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I have every bit of belief that that um, the pivotal sort of turn in the next episode. We haven't seen it yet. It's out, but we haven't seen it. I I need to see the 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 moment where she punches and he blocks and she just snaps that sword in half. <laughs> oh God, it's gonna rule. Do you think they fucking kill Adam, or do they like just break him and leave him? I hope so. I, I really hope probably, so. I think. I think. I don't know. He seems too. 
he, I don't know. I, it will it will depend heavily on what happens in the next episode, whether mm-hmm. he's useful to the story or not. Yeah, after like, this. we don't mention this a lot, but Ruby is a kids show. Mm-hmm. Ostensibly. Yeah, like in the same way Star Wars is a kids movie. Sure, I feel it's like, like it's but like, it's I, fairly gory as a kids show goes these days. It has more blood than Star Wars does. But like, yeah. well, I mean, Star Wars also had a man burn alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but my point being that, like, I saw a panel where they did a Q and A, and this this younger viewer came up and asked them what made them make the decision to have Tyrion cuss, do a swear. Yeah, yeah, because Tyrion's the only person who's who's said a swear on on Ruby. He's the only person old enough. <laughs> <laughs> He, not the rest even of them are all kids. It's not him even and Salem. Crow, and Crow doesn't want to cuss around the children. <laughs> not even, not even Salem is old enough to cuss. Exactly, exactly. But like, it would just like sometimes I remember like the primary audience of this show is probably teens, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it was that it was that same thing that we were saying earlier, right? Is that like in the age of internet TV, what age group any given media is for is like. Very, very, very murky, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember that time Griffin McElroy accidentally stumbled into doing a children's show by, like, eating Amiibo? Oh. Yeah. That was a... Hmm. That was a weird time. That was a weird time to be online. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, apparently that, that show just, like, accidentally became a gigantic hit with, like, ten-year-olds. YouTube is a strange place. The, yeah. Being a McElroy is a strange place. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never been. I think constantly about that clickhole article that's like, McElroy's spend entire 15 minutes not being recorded or filmed. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It's very good. So, I'm not... I, I, I bet you thought I was done nerding out about this fight scene. I'm not. Hey, nope. Uh, we're not. <laughs> because not only does this fight scene... Not only does this fight scene call back to uh, the end of season three in ways that you know, hurt my soul. But also, uh, we get season six era production on the already very high quality choreography from the yellow trailer. A lot of the fight choreography is reused from the yellow trailer. Oh, and it looks real good. If you nice. watch, if you watch that episode and the yellow trailer at the same time, you, you'll like, or you know, even even at different times but close to each <laughs> other, you'll like. <laughs> You'll notice some things. Okay. It's like, okay. That's it's the one where good. she beats up all those Jim Sterlings, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I think Jim Sterling was tapped for that that trailer. <laughs> and then and then like Yang can't quite beat him, Blake can't quite beat him, but through the power of homosexuality, they will beat him in the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, they, they established that. They established that. Hey, you know, we're not here. One of us isn't here to protect the other. We're here to protect each other. It's like, yeah, no. Nice. They hold hands. They hold hands, and finally, Yang's hand stops trembling. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's the the only cure for PTSD is to be gay. <laughs> I think they're gonna. Ki- I thought. Okay, I thought Blake and Yang would kiss in the final episode of the show. I think now that they are going to kiss in episode 13, if not episode 12. But I think it's probably at the end of this season, Blake and Yang are going to kiss. But when are Ruby and Weiss going to kiss? That's a little ways down the line. Damn. Imagine writing, like, Ruby to have 
any internality in the show at all. <laughs> Imagine taking any of her emotions from her theme songs and putting it in the text of the show instead. Like, <laughs> how wild would that be? Season seven, let's go. I, be- I, I believe. I believe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like this show is it's moving quite quickly at this point. It's got like you know the song, the music is so intense that it can't. It feels like it can't fit all of the emotions from the songs in the show. You know. It's oh, full. I, <laughs> I, I would be like okay with the show continuing, continuing after they like beat the villains because like Ruby not having an epic quest or villain to fight is is interesting to me now because she's like she's poured so much of herself into becoming right. a leader and becoming a hero yeah like what i i completely agree with that yeah. yeah what does ruby turn into after they beat salem and like does she be- she has a week of trying to be crow and just drinking and then like it's fine it, does <laughs> she he, turn into you know Luke's- the thing is right does she turn into Sorry, Luke skywalker you- Maybe. See the thing. Yeah, the thing is that Nora, what you're trying to sell to me here is Ru- like a Ruby version of Final Fantasy Ten Two, which is maybe the best best combination of words anyone could possibly have come up with. Like, wow, you took my you know, good anime and my good video game, and you made something together with them. <laughs> like the the I I I have a special a special place in my heart for after the end stories because like it feels like so little work is done exploring what happens to people after they achieve what you know the sto- what the original story considers to be the most important day of their lives mm-hmm. like, well and to be fair that's also what final fantasy 10 is about because final fantasy 10 is like yeah just every few years everyone has to do this exact same big epic quest and like they right. all die <laughs> but then but then you break the cycle the uh-huh. person who helped you break the cycle who you fell in love with vanishes from existence Kinda. And you have to continue living your life. Everyone should play Final Fantasy X too. It's a really good video game. It's a good video I, game. I recently, uh, when they did the abnormal mapping about it, found out what the ending of X2 is. And like, I have a certain canonical ending in my head that I like oh, best. Oh, yeah, no. The, uh, the, the true endings and then like you know additional material surrounding that game it's all wrong like yeah you couldn't be you couldn't be more wrong about the ending of final fantasy 10 2 than the people who wrote it were strong agree strong agree but yeah i think ruby would never become final fan or i think ruby would never become uh luke skywalker because like yuna she does have like a support group around her exactly that right i luke feel like skywalker does not have <laughs> i feel like she's much closer to yuna than she is you, to luke i mean skywalker. you could say that luke did have a support group and then like two members of it got a divorce and sort of also <laughs> like one of them is Han Solo who doesn't seem like the most emotionally intelligent person who's ever lived. I've seen Solo <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> I've seen The Force Awakens and I agree. <laughs> I've seen A New Hope and I agree. <laughs> Remember that time that he was such a distant father that his son murdered him? <laughs> Look, okay. <laughs> this this needs to go on another podcast because I can't I can't handle what all these emotions I'm having about Star Wars right now. I uh, love Star Wars. Someone has to. Fuck you. <laughs> um When's the Ben Quantanero of Ruby? <laughs> Where's the Ruby EU? 
Please let me hire me. Fanfiction.net, right? Like... No, Ao3, come on. <laughs> All right, sorry. Okay, okay. Do we think I'm trying? I'm trying to come up with a another one. What are the odds that like Disney buys Rooster Teeth? I mean, reasonably high on a ten year time scale. I'd say it's close to eighty percent. Yeah, <laughs> like alarmingly high. Like, Ruby World in Kingdom Hearts Five. I mean, like Rooster Teeth is really big, but like that's really big for YouTube stuff, right? Like, right, exactly. I don't know. They're not like they have a convention, but it's they're not Penny Arcade. Uh huh. But How, I would uh, sooner believe that Disney would buy an entertainment company than they would buy like whatever fucking weird bullshit Penny Arcade is. Yeah, I mean, you know, Disney are trying to get into the business of, you know, the digital content and like buying buying someone who already knows a bunch about that seems like the kind of thing they would do at this time in their yeah, that makes like, sense. I could see Rooster Teeth doing like a Frozen web series, a Tangled web series. Yeah, or just I'm, like I'm sure the Frozen web series is coming. Like, at what that point has to already exist, right? Like, surely that exists, <laughs> at what or point... it will exist after Frozen Two. At what point do like they have the Ruby characters, but it's like the Disney characters they're based on dressed up as the Ruby characters? <laughs> <laughs> like Mulan is dressed up as Lyren. Well, I have to work in nine hours, and we have covered all the contents of this. Oh, episode. I was gonna, I was gonna say one more thing about yeah. episode ten. Please uh, do. Please episode do. ten. So while episode ten, like you know. Cleared my skin, uh, you know, watered my crops, <laughs> and gave me life. It also had what I'm hoping is the last glimpse into the show's attempts to have texture. It doesn't really feel like it can, because during his, you know, epic fight with Blake and ultimately Yang, uh, and during his all of his abuser language, Adam takes off his mask, and we see what it's yeah. been hiding. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a brand. He's like he's been branded. Do either of you remember which letters he's been branded with? Uh I, not off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah. Uh SOS? No, no, it's not SOS. I thought it was SOS. It's SDC. San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> Schnee Dust Company. Oh. Oh weird. I definitely are we going right. to like? Are they going to like? Because Weiss was a racist in season one, right? And then they promptly ignored that. And like, are they going to have to confront that again? Because like, Weiss's family is a bunch of racists. Well, and it's like, oh, sorry, you go ahead. No, they already like they talked about things like the the business is shady and they do like the weird dust shipments and 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 stuff like that. Like, the idea that they would brand someone like that is, like, not unheard of, considering that they were, they, like, even after Wise stopped being a racist, they had, like, that company had a reputation of being, like, really shady. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the, the, the coding that the coding that Adam was a fauna slave is pretty clear there. Like, I'm pretty sure that is what that scene is trying to convey. Oh, oh. God. I didn't even think about it like that. I thought it was, had... The way I read that is, like, the way I read it is that, like, Blake abandoned him on some mission, and I didn't connect the Schnee Dust Company thing, and that, like, well, we, because we did... 
he left her high and dry on some mission somewhere. Yeah, he in, ended up in getting the red burnt. trailer. You uh, know. The, the black trailer, even. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot Adam's in that trailer. Yeah, God. yeah. Adam showed I up. need to watch yeah. all those trailers again. They're really good. They're really good. Some of so, yeah, some like, of them oh, have sorry. aged better than others. Yes, uh-huh. the uh, the red trailer is not great. <laughs> I would love to see them remake the red trailer. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, I wonder if, like, we will ever... We will ever confront the fact that uh, Weiss's family is a bunch of arms dealers. Maybe that's what this is setting up. Like, I feel like that might happen, and that maybe is fine. Maybe that's maybe that's something that the show can deal with. But like, for me, the whole "Hey, here's some here's some slavery coding" is like, yeah, it harks back to when the show seems to me like it was trying really hard to make the whole "Hey, Faunus is a racism allegory" thing. Yeah, stick it's... in a way that it never did. Like, uh-huh. I do not feel like that worked. Mm. Yeah. And I, you know, seeing this made me think, ooh. Like, this, th- that was the worst thing about it, is I saw it and I was like, wow, that's extremely cool imagery. But I don't think this show can do anything with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if uh, he'll be dead in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. We could, we could find, we could have found that out. We could have found that out 50 minutes ago by now. We could have. We could have but done once it. Once again, I have to work in nine hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, and, I do have. Okay, okay. I'm going to let you in on something real quick. Is that uh, all these uh, synopses on Wikipedia for Ruby episodes are like three sentences? Yeah. The one for the next episode is like six sentences? Like, well, awesome. like perhaps this is, more? This is nothing. It's, this is nothing, you baby. You absolutely. I know. Child. I saw those ones that you had to do for recap, Mon. I'm just saying that, like, if we had watched episode 12, that is the penultimate episode. There is a lot more content in episode 12 than, <laughs> like, there's a lot of stuff there, and we will talk about it next week. I guess we'll just watch the last two episodes of this season and talk about them on the podcast. I have one last question. <laughs> okay, Curly, where can people find you online? Oh. That's a good question, because, well, as usual, you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace, or twitch.tv slash curl e brace, with no underscores. But also, I can categorically state that I am 90% finished on the script for my next long video project. Oh, nice! I've been writing it all weekend, and for basically a month since then, and I looked... I had this really, really weird sensation where I looked at the uh, the comments, like the, the Google Drive comments, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then it was like, sort by date. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll sort by date. And the earliest one was from February last year. And I was like, huh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> guess I've been writing this one for a while. <laughs> so... <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it uh, the the actual production process justifies all it, that time I've put into it because I'm really happy with the script. And where, it's um, analysis of Ape Escape Two. <laughs> and where, where exactly uh, do those video essays live? Those video essays uh, live on my YouTube channel, which you can either find via my Twitter or Twitch pages, or you can just search Curly Brace in uh, YouTube. I haven't figured out if what kind of custom URL I want yet, so I haven't set one because YouTube doesn't let you change it uh, unless you're like super famous. So just just YouTube search Curly Brace, you'll find them. All right. How about you, Allie? 
you can find me on Twitter at Allison underscore coffee. Uh, there you're going to find a pinned tweet that will take you to patreon.com slash export audio where you can support this show. You can support the other show I edit, Halcyon Station, and you can support some stupid bullshit podcast about Beyblades. Um, uh, uh, we Bed, Bath, and Beyblade. <laughs> <laughs> um, we recorded... Anna and I yesterday recorded the first episode of Zero Heroes, which is now Anna's podcast. Ooh. That's not my podcast anymore, but like I was on its first return episode, and I'm going to try and get the old episodes in the feed, and we're going to figure it out, and Zero Heroes I, will I return. I can't wait for another episode six of Zero Heroes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really fucked up? The next episode is episode six. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Oh, you can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. Uh, you can find the games that I write at neithernora.itch.io. All of those are pay what you want, except for my 2018 collection, where I just wrapped up all the stuff I wrote in 2018, put it up there for 15 bucks. You can get all my games up there. It's all good and tasty. They're good games. They're good I've games. I've heard that they might be good games. I like them a lot. Also... Uh, patreon.com slash export audio as Ali said is the way to support this show as well as Digimondays, Halcyon Station and Zero Heroes we are three dollars away from uh, unlocking our new podcast which is Oh My Godzilla which is where oh, hell yeah. me and my friend Frizzy <laughs> will watch one Godzilla movie a month until we die that's not true. There's not that many Godzilla movies. <laughs> yeah, one one Godzilla movie a month until we run out, and maybe then we'll, I have some ideas for what we can do after that. But that's like two years from now. Yeah, I they know. have made at least twenty five Godzilla movies. They have made over fifty. How many Godzilla movies? <laughs> they have made at least fifty. Thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. Thirty two by Toho and three by Hollywood. All right. Well. And there's also, like, Nora and I talked about this maybe on a microphone somewhere. Like, do you count Mothra? Do you count Rodan? Uh, we will watch those. Mm-hmm. But um, we just got to get to $50 a month. And uh, then, oh my, Godzilla does become available for patrons of the $5 level. Uh, beyond that, of course, we have other tiers, such as letting you vote for comics on uh, on Zero Heroes, and oh yeah that's also at the five dollar level i forgot about that and then also at the twenty dollar level if you want to give us twenty dollars a month uh you will get access to a monthly piece of flash fiction uh from halcyon station which would be like diary entries or recipes or whatever else we come up with um, yeah i make, make me write more give us money yeah um at some point I want to figure out something to put at the $10 level, but I haven't any, had any ideas. So if you're a listener to this podcast, like, and you have a good idea for content you want that would cost $10, figure out some way to tell me that that isn't annoying. <laughs> but by which she means tell me and I'll tell her. That's a good idea. I get very annoyed online very easily. It's okay. Um... That's a mood, folks. That's a mood. Uh, was there another thing I wanted to talk about in the plots? Talk um, about your games, talk about your Twitter. Yeah. People should validate Nora online. Please be nice to me online. Allie, anyway, it's actually one of the rules. It's one of the rules. 
I'm going to go buy this $40 pair of ruby pajamas. Hell yeah. Allie won't be nice to me online, so it calls for you, the listener, to be nice to me online. (laughs) It'll make up for a global deficit. The podcast is over now. We have plugged. I'm I'm gonna hit stop recording and I'm gonna get well, ready for bed. Are we not gonna do it like a sign off? Do we have this a sign off? Isn't that what show? we just did? Um, keep it flamio, everybody. Keep it flamio. <laughs> There's gotta be something better than that. It's gotta be. <laughs> well, I'm gonna hit stop recording, so we're not finding it tonight. Uh, <laughs> keep it level thirty, combo boss, everyone. <laughs>